May 9th, 2014 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, an interpretive guide to current events broadcasting from the campus of the University of California at Irvine in the backyard of KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. Oh, my goodness. Mahler, Mahler. There he goes. What a guy. What a guy. Ooh. What a guy. Yeah, yeah, he's all over the place. Isn't yeah, he? whoa. Yeah. You know, Mahler is a, a great believer in propaganda. Is he now? Yeah, yeah, he's a great believer in propaganda. He likes he likes to say just the right thing to trick the squirrels. You know what I mean? Oh, the, yeah. the, squirrels, the squirrels, the cats especially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cats. He tells them everything is okay. Uh-huh. Don't don't trust that squirrel. And then he then he catches a catch. A cat. But I don't know what he does with them. He doesn't know what he does with them. And I guess North Korea doesn't know what they're doing either. Oh. They're, they're good at propaganda, too. Just like our little doggy friend, Mahler. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Wow. Mahler. Yeah. Yes. North Korea state media released a report declaring the United States the world's worst human rights abu- abuser. Really? We're the worst. We are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Forget about kidnapping yeah. 300 Schoolgirls. That doesn't come close to what we do. Nope. Yeah. Does not, apparently. Yeah. Well, uh, they would know. Uh, they, also, they also called us a living hell, which See, sometimes I feel that way when I'm here at KUCI, <laughs> but other than that, and this is the one I like. Yes. And you always like this propaganda stuff that I they come up the, with. I love They're the best. A tundra of a human being's right to existence. A tundra. A what? A tundra. Yeah. I don't know I've never the, been called a tundra before. A tundra. I'm going to have to look this up. Maybe in Korea, tundra is like, you know, pretty bad. I'm guessing it's probably bad. Yeah. It, the way that, yeah. The North Koreans, again. I'm going to use that. Use that for a swear word. Uh, yeah. You yeah. filthy, rotten tundra. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, yeah. Uh, okay. So, so they're basing this on what? Did they say exactly? Oh, just... Just our existence, existence the United yeah, States yeah. just kind of well that's their their game here yeah they they have really poor human rights and then they that's you know how that works it, it's the Republicans do that all the time yeah. they do something bad but they blame you first for doing something the same thing yeah. only your version isn't quite as bad yeah but yeah then it takes the heat off of them it's a I know you are but what am I yeah. uh, you know style of of you know propaganda uh, you know that uh, Boko Haram. Yes. Yeah. Well, there we go. They're now ugly people. Somewhere. Yeah. Ugly. Massacres in Nigeria left several hundred people dead. Boko Haram. Gunmen attacked the northeast town of Gambura Ngale, mm-hmm. or Gala. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Gambura Ngala. On Monday, at least 336 people were killed and hundreds of homes and vehicles set on fire. It's all a nice little capper to it. A little flambe at the end. <sighs> yeah. The town's site on the Cameroon border was reportedly targeted because some residents were assisting the Nigerian army. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, the U.S. began aiding Nigeria's search for nearly 300 missing school ge- girls just as militants carried out a new kidnapping. So these are the Boko Haram again. Yeah. The announcement of U.S. assistance came as uh, Boko Haram militants carried out this kidnapping, seizing eight girls in an overnight raid. The girls are between 12 and 15, and... I guess they sell them into slavery. Is this how they finance their effort here? What's, yeah, what is going yeah, that, on? Yeah, that that is basically what they're doing. How they how they are. Yes, what you said is true. So who's buying these girls? Well, they. Um, I don't know that they're getting a lot of money. So I assume that the there's 
Can't they find there, something there's else? There's a market for. Is there another market? Why don't they get into say like opium? That's all. It's great. Yeah. The thing what is, is wrong Bo- with these people. By the way, Boko Haram literally means Western education is bad or Western education is wrong. Something like that. That's the literal translation. Well, I could have told you that. And we don't need to kidnap <laughs> 300 schoolgirls to figure that out. And and, yeah. and by the way, the, the, what I've been reading about them is they've carved out kind of a little mini state that sort of uh, crosses into four other nations, Nigeria, Cameroon, and a f- couple of others in that region. And it's basically uh, they're an extortionist outfit. They, they I mean, I'm sure they're true believers in Boko Haram, whatever that is. But they, they essentially are trying to extort the government out of money and and uh, some sort of legitimacy, uh, it, they're they're crooks and they're they're thugs. So, uh, I, well, I don't mind a little drug running to raise money, but kidnapping and selling into slavery is a little bit off the charts. Well, and yeah, and I well, I don't know what this means. The United States is going to send uh, logistical support. I, I assume that's some sort of Delta team thing. You know, they're going to send in some yeah, they're some they're, people with uh, snipers and well, they're doing intelligence with uh, with the British. There. Yeah, yeah. And so, I, I think mean, their main goal now is to find the 300 school children and, and get them out of captivity, whatever that may take. Right, and there are a couple of things in play here also. Now, the Nigerian government is so hopelessly corrupt. They've done virtually nothing until the world started this uproar over what had happened. They were not doing very much, and now all of a sudden they are. They want to do more. But it does speak to a couple of things. The corruption within Nigeria, which has been the captive of the oil industry for the last, since the 70s that I know of. And the other thing is the value of women, young girls. This doesn't seem to raise much of uh, doesn't uh, push the needle in a lot of governments around the world, including Nigeria, until there's an international outcry. And that just speaks volumes to how we see women's rights in the, in the world. Putin. Putin. Yes. Over there in Putin. Russia. Yes. He called on separatists. To, to stop. Yeah, cut it out. Cut it out, quite, guys. We were saying. kidding when we said you should do that. Yeah. Pro-Russian-Ukrainian yeah. secession. Areas referendum. in East Ukraine occupied by pro-Russian forces are set to vote this weekend on whether to seek autonomy. Yeah. So that's going on there. And there's a lot of violence, too. Yeah. And that's why Putin wants them to stop. Putin called on the separatists to postpone the vote. They which, ain't going to do it. Which is scheduled for this week, I believe. It's the, yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. My bad. 30 pro-Russian insurgents and four soldiers were killed in the eastern city of Slavyansk as Ukraine continues to assault an assault to assert control. Yeah. yeah. The, and they yeah. Uh, sent an elite National Guard, Ukraine did, to uh, the southern port city of Odessa where 46 people died in clashes between nationalists and pro-Russian forces. So the Ukrainian government is pushing back on these yeah. Russian, pro-Russian, and they're, they're called uh, political tourists. This is the new term for these guys who came from Russia into Ukraine yeah. on Why visas. Why not call them tundra? They could call them tundra. Yeah, pro, yeah the professional tundras came into, uh, into Ukraine to fi- uh, facilitate the violence and the upheaval. And... Um, and such. So that's that's not so good. By the way, this this May twenty fifth referendum is still on, and I do think this is uh, Putin's ho- hokey dokey uh, to uh, allay the fears. Inky of, dinky, inky you mean? dinky. Yeah. To allay the fears of the West temporarily, because I really think the 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 prize here is to stop the twenty May twenty fifth uh, referendum within Ukraine 
to uh, to impart some sort of legitimacy to the current Ukrainian government. That's what it's about. Cuba arrested four Miami-based exiles on allegations of plotting anti-government attacks. The Cuban Interior Ministry says the suspects were planning violence against military installations with the goal of fomenting, fomenting mm-hmm. anti-government unrest. Cuba also says the four have ties to Luis Posada Carriles, a Cuban exile and former CIA operative behind the uh, 1976 Cubana Airlines bombing that killed 76 people. Yeah. They, yeah. He, and he now lives in Miami. Yeah. And he's after beating charges of fraud in 2011. So it's yeah. all, again, hinky dinky, hokey pokey <laughs> stuff going on here. It is. He yeah. lives in Miami and he is, there's ample evidence to at least put him on trial for a bombing, an airline bombing that killed uh, 76 people. Afghan authorities declared the site of two landslides in the country's northeastern Badakhshan province a mass grave and gave up searching for at least 2,000 people still believed missing, including 600 residents of a nearby village who were engulfed by the second landslide while searching for the survivors of the first landslide. Oh, my God. You know, if you look at that little town oh, that's... in that area where the slide occurred, it reminds me of the Oso Washington, the landslide, it... uh, March much. landslide. Yeah. It's right by a river. God. It's right by a turn in a river where you know that it's undermining the soil there. Oh, so there you go. 41 fatalities in uh, Oso Washington, 2,000. 2,000 2, in uh, northeastern Badakhshan. Uh, yeah. Raising a worldwide alarm, yes. the World Health Organization yes. announced that the spread of polio is an international public health emergency. And uh, they're concerned. This was, you know wasn't you. this beaten back back in the 60s? This was pretty much given up for dead yeah. polio around yeah. the world, right? Yeah. And now it's back. The agency described current polio outbreaks in Asia, Africa, and the Middle East as extraordinary events that required a coordinated international response. It's the first ever international alert on polio. Experts are particularly concerned that the virus continues to pop up in countries that were previously free of the the, 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 the disease, mm-hmm. like Syria. Somalia and Iraq, where civil war or unrest complicates efforts to contain the virus. So we have people, you know, all those refugees we talk about, the people that are running from one country because their homes are being destroyed and the politics are gone crazy. And somehow they're bringing disease with them. The refugee can't count in Iraq with somewhere between two and four million. And the refugee count in Syria now is well over a million. It could be two million people just yeah. fleeing countries, and as you said, may or may not be uh, infected with a with a deadly disease. And uh, this is in a season where uh, the polio spread of polio is usually low, so they're expecting okay. it to spike later this year. Stephen Hawking, you know Stephen Hawking. Yes, I know Stephen. Hawking. The wheelchair guy that has that crazy voice. Yeah, <laughs> computer voice. What is that about his voice? Yeah, I okay. don't know. His computer voice. Yes. Stephen Hawking declared that artificial intelligence has huge potential. Oh, well, that's not news. Mm. Hawking called success in creating AI. Is that Alan Iverson? <laughs> I think it they is. They made Alan when Iverson? I, when I think wow. of AI, I think of intelligence. Creating in- artificial intelligence, oh, would be the biggest event in human history. Well, mm. AI wasn't bad either. Uh-uh. I loved AI. I did too. He was my kind of player. <laughs> now, that's when David Stern really screwed up, you know? Yeah. AI was just wearing his clothes. Right. And, and and David Stern makes him wear a suit. Right. But you know what? AI pulled it off. He did. Yeah. He did, and yeah. 
But uh, Stephen Hawking, yes. meanwhile, meanwhile, says that artificial intelligence could be humanity's last achievement. And this is what he says. One can imagine such technology outsmarting financial markets, out-inventing human researchers, out-manipulating human leaders, and developing weapons we cannot even understand. Whereas the short-term impact of AI depends on who controls it, the long-term impact depends on whether it can be controlled at all. There you go. And, you know, there is something to this, going back to the, the dawn of the age of the personal computer, where the struggle was of sorts between PCs, IBM, and Apple, and that the idea of what they were there to do was very different. And I think that's the, the sort of the argument here with AI. Well, I don't understand it at all, Mike, but I'll move on. Yes, just move on. Scientists at the Scripps Institute engineered a bacterium whose genetic material includes an added pair of DNA bases not found in nature. This is big news. Mm -hmm. Life on Earth is encoded by only two pairs of DNA bases. You and me. Yeah. Two pairs of DNA bases. What they've made is an organism that stably contains those two plus a third unnatural pair of bases. So they can start manipulating stuff using the third pair of bases. Takes us closer to an expanded DNA biology that will have many exciting implications and applications, uh -huh. as we say. Yes. From new medicines to new kinds of nanotechnology to the end of the world, said researchers. Well, thank you for those last two stories, yeah. Nathan Callahan, because it would appear that the end is near. Also, scientists discovered a new species of long-snouted tyrannosaur nicknamed Pinocchio Rex. <laughs> I just like that name, Pinocchio, Pinocchio Rex. Pinocchio Rex. Yeah, it's okay. one of my favorite names in a long time. <laughs> Between Tundra and Pinocchio Rex, my week was made as far as news yeah. goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. South African artist Stephen Cohen yes. was found guilty by a French court of sexual exhibitionism after dancing with a rooster tied to his penis in Paris. Oh, yeah, a little alliteration there for those of you at home. Mr. Cohen was arrested last September after dancing in a square beside the Eiffel Tower while wearing a corset, stockings, platform shoes, a feathered hide headdress made from a stuffed pheasant. So, you know, I guess yeah. this pheasant was going on there up on his head, too, with his penis attached to a rooster. And the rooster was just, you so, know, kind of... So the rooster What, thing, what do roosters do? Kind of clucking around? Yeah, or, they prance and cluck around, I yeah. guess. There's a theme here. So he likes... Yeah, it's a rooster. It's not a hen. It's a rooster. I get you. you get the There's idea. a nickname for roosters that I don't think so we should of, use in this context. So a little bit of cross-dressing there, because yeah, he's got yeah. this corset yeah. and stockings. Yeah. But then he has a, a cock, theme. so to there's speak. There's a theme. He's... There's... Yes. Yeah. Though prosecutors had requested a $1,400 fine, the criminal court imposed no penalty on Mr. Cohen as there had been no formal complaint. <laughs> I like that. That's my favorite part of the story, that this guy was doing all that. Yeah. And everybody in Paris is hey, going, it's hey, Paris. Hey, I mean, hey, come oh, on. It's the French. Well, so. Comme ça. <laughs> exactly. Wow. All right. Uh, so I'm, that's, that's it for the international yeah, news real for quick. me. You got stuff. Real quick. Yeah. Real quick. There was uh, Sinn Féin, the... Uh, yeah. The old Irish, the Irish Republican Army. That would have been Sinn Féin. Jerry Adams uh, was has finally been released without charges, uh, going back to a murder that occurred in 1972. He had been proclaiming his innocence. Uh, it does. He claims that people are trying to stir up the old remnants of the Troubles, as they were referred to back in the day. The Troubles. The Troubles. Yes, the old Troubles. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Hey, yeah, hey. Exactly. All you need to do is say that word a few times, and you got trouble on your hands. And also, right. Also, let's not forget that right. that the Shut up. the United States spent uh, over about twenty years involved, twenty twenty five years involved in in the country of Iraq, and the last month, seven hundred and fifty people died. The deadliest month. Uh, in in years uh, for uh, the Iraqi people, and there was one other, just fascinating story, but that I can't find. So we're going to move on. Thank you. Fascinating. It was fascinating. Well, if you come I'll across just it, I'll blurt it out at some point yeah. during the show. That's fine. But and now it's time for secret stuff. Mm-hmm. Stuff that we keep secret mm-hmm. until we decide <laughs> to tell you. The CIA is planning to close its satellite bases in Afghanistan and pull all its personnel back to Kabul by early summer, an unexpectedly abrupt withdrawal that the U.S. military, as opposed to the CIA, mm-hmm. fears will deprive it of a vital intelligence while thousands of American troops remain in the country. So there'll be a lot of troops there yeah. with no intelligence, which, you know, that's usually the way it runs Pentagon officials warn that the CIA drawdown after 12 years of war is coming just as insurgent attacks are normally at their peak. As a result, the CIA withdrawal has strained relations between the agency and military commanders in Kabul. Mm. Also, the U.S. House of Reps advanced a measure that would curb the bulk collection of phone records Mm -hmm. by the NSA. Yes. The U.S. Freedom Act... Yeah, they come up with these things, you know. Just, it's not how, the how, do I, how do I know what it is? Why not call it the phone records uh, bulk collection yeah, nada act? Yeah, yeah, something yeah. where I go, oh, yeah. yeah. But instead they give it something where all you have to do is in their political materials, materials later on it, in the election cycle say, well, my colleague did not vote for the U.S. Freedom, Freedom Act. Act. Yeah, harumph. Yeah, you yeah. know, uh, by the way, it's Orwellian. That's, that's kind yeah. of what it is. It really yeah. is. Most of the time, it's Orwellian. The U.S. Freedom Act would limit the NSA's power to collect phone records on a mass scale, although not entirely. Yes. And there's the rub. And there it is. It is it's co-authored by Republican Representative Jim Sensenbrenner. You might know him. He's from yes. Wisconsin. He actually co-authored another curious act that uh, you mentioned earlier. The Patriot Act. The USA Patriot he Act. He was one of the big boosters, and he has apparently had a sort of... Uh, uh, come, uh, I'll call it Paul on the road to Damascus moment. He got knocked off his horse by the fact that he now realizes that the U.S. is overdoing all that stuff that yeah. we warned him about yeah. when it when they passed it. Homeland Security. Yeah. On Wednesday, the House Judiciary Committee sent the bill to the House floor with a unanimous 32 to nothing partisan vote. Anything with USA and freedom in the title is an automatic. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, if they... If they did title things they don't want passed, you know, say if you had a bill that you didn't want passed, yeah. you could name it something. I mean, we could figure out something to name it. Yeah. I mean, right? We could say something horrible, like what? the Tundra Act. Yeah. Nobody'd Ooh. want that. I don't want that. Yeah. Tundra. Yeah. Oh, it is the first surveillance reform measure to make it out of committee on the House floor. Yeah, again, to me, this is the, the politics of this is let's n- not really reform it. Let's just make it sound like we're reforming it. We'll put in yeah. a couple of things yep. that the court, the, uh, yep. The, yep. the court that oversees all this uh, activity can literally ignore. And then we'll say, look, we had we've done reform. We don't need that's so old. That issue of reform is so yeah. We did well, it. We did it already. What do you work? Come on. Also, Pakistan arrested an FBI agent on charges of trying to bring weapons onto a civilian passenger plane. 
Joel Cox reportedly tried to board a flight carrying bullets and a knife in his baggage. The arrest has revived memories of Raymond Davis, the CIA agent who shot dead two people in Pakistan in 2011. That's what's going on here. Mm. Davis was released after compensation was paid to the victim's families, but they're, mm. you know, just kind of saying to us, mm -hmm. uh-uh. No. Also, President Obama hosted German Chancellor Angela Merkel at the White House. Awkward. She, yeah, awkward. She was the uh, one with, uh, you know, we were spying on her. The Snowden, yeah. uh, through the Snowden um, yeah. papers. We, really, we, 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 just, we, we, yeah, we discovered that we were spying on well, her. Well, we, it was disclosed that we, we had been spying on, spying on, and on we, her personal and cell phone, not us. You, not discovered you. Discovered that yeah, yes. we, yeah. our country, <laughs> were spying on her. Yeah. And it was awkward. It was. I'm it sure was just it was. awkward. That's it's just awkwardness. It was just they were sitting in there and they were, yeah. you know. So yeah, how's the weather? Yeah. In Munich. Yeah. Yeah. How's das Wetter? Das Wetter. Also, what initially seemed like an accidental tweet from the NSA had secret meaning. If you were, you know, if you follow NSA on your on your Twitter account, mm -hmm. which I'm sure you do. Oh, I do all the yeah. time. Yeah. You got this kind of garbled thing. Yeah garbled message right yeah on closer inspection the tweet turned out to be a code designed to recruit would-be cryptographers oh really yeah so it's like a test kind it's, of a, like an entry exam yeah entry yeah. level exam. and through the month of may huh. on uh, on mondays in the month of may they're going to be doing this ah and if we if you really like to unscramble code if you can crack the code yeah. You you may have a future. Is that yeah. what they're saying? Oh, that's interesting. Exactly. Wow. You got it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Mahler thinks he knows. Mahler couldn't yeah. crack a code. Yeah, Are you kidding yeah, yeah. me? Yeah. Yeah. No way. He's, he's cracking one right he's, now. He's cracking. I'll tell you what. He's, he's cracking. What? He's cracking uh, little uh, doggy biscuits oh, in the yeah, backyard. That's, right. that's yeah, what yeah, he's yeah, cracking. Yeah. 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 You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California, on the web at KUCI.org. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you all know that at this point in the show, we go to drones. Ooh. We talk about drones. Yeah, I'd like to you love drones. I love drones. I love drones. And they're in the news. The Obama administration announced a 10-year agreement with the East African nation of Djibouti. I love saying that name. I do, yeah. too. That's my favorite city in the whole world. It's like a question. Yeah. You Djibouti? Know, like, yeah, Djibouti. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Djibouti. <laughs> do you Djibouti? Yeah, I, I Djibouti? Would you like to see I, I don't stop Djiboutiing. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Djibouti will continue housing special forces and other troops at a military base that lies at the center of the U.S. drone wars. Djibouti has a population of less than a million but forms the core of U.S. operations in the region. Yeah. According to the Washington Post, in recent years, the Obama administration has clandestinely transformed Clap Le Monnier yeah. into a, uh, the busiest predator drone base outside the Afghan war zone. Yeah. yeah. It, well, yeah, yeah that's... Also, got to be somewhere in drones in the news. Yosemite National Park, right here in the state of California, mm -hmm. announced that drones aren't welcome in the park. They were using them there a lot. They were using, you know, when they were scaling the cliffs, mm -hmm. sending up drones. They, they're noisy. Drones don't. They don't have quiet drones. No, I, that, that's. I heard one. So you go yeah, up to. You, I know what you, you mean. You go up there, and yeah. and part of Yosemite is to chill out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I you're mean, right. let's have one place where you know we can all gather and not hear a goddamn drone, even if you want to document how cool you are. I, I'm with. I heard yeah. one, and I, they're no. You're absolutely right. They're noisy. Those all of those propellers are. Yeah. I'm sure the uh, U.S. government has quieter drones, but this one was noisy. You're right. 
Also, police are investigating whose drone crashed into the Metropolitan Square building in downtown St. Louis on Monday mine. afternoon. Uh, yeah, no, not, not mine. The DJI mine. Phantom 2 quadcopter drone crashed into the building's 30th floor. Ooh. Yeah? That's not a good sign, yeah. is it? You really? can get one for about $1,300. That's though. really not a good thing to yeah. think about. Also, a college student from the New York, from the New York. Oh, from the New York. Oh. Not, not just any no, New York. No. The New York, New York was waiting for UPS delivery uh, for uh, a weightlifting equipment that he had ordered, right? Uh-huh. This is a whole different story here. But instead, he received a government drone. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, the discovery was made uh, this Monday by Reddit user 77. You know him. <laughs> that guy. What he's, a joker that clown is. Comments. That guy's a clown. He promptly took uh, online uh, and he shared photos of it. He found it inside a UPS parcel. Really? Yeah, he got a box of wings, a control panel, and a card stating that the items were federal property and should be returned to the National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration office at MacDill Air Force Base in Tampa, Florida. And he had wait, a good wait, laugh. Wait. So he got this package. Yeah. But in the package it said, if you get this package, return <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah if was, lost. It, it, my, how many people? By have the done way, that? Yeah. Uh, if you happen to get this, yeah. it, well, you're not yeah. supposed yeah. to. And yeah. You get it back. You don't know you what don't this know is. Why Drop it in the mailbox happened. again. That's a wow. Oh. So there you go. So he could have flown. Yeah. U.S. President Barack Obama. Now for some, it's from domestic. Yeah, domestic. 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 U.S. President Barack Obama called for a review of the death penalty. This is after that botched execution of Clayton Lockett, who died of a heart attack 38 minutes after a previously untested combination of lethal drugs had been injected into his groin. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. It caused the vein there to collapse. Yeah, that's what they said. And they prevent- said the vein exploded, is what they said the day of the, the guy who was there. At the- and when the vein collapsed, it didn't give him enough oomph to kill him. Yeah, there you was know, not enough con- drugs injected into him initially. Yeah, because the vein to, collapsed. To, uh, the yeah. Collapse, yeah. yeah. So. so after he was declared unconscious, Lockett, a convicted rapist, sentenced to death for shooting a 19-year-old woman and watching his two accomplices bury her alive. Yeah. God. Which, you know, maybe, maybe in some way... I know where you're going. Maybe in some way, this is kind of like, yeah, you know, what do you say? Yeah, I know. I know where you're going. But, instant karma. But, the, you know, the thing is, well, there's still 10... Again... It's uh, not instant. It, no, it wasn't it's instant. Like slow there karma. were 10 minutes unaccounted for once they pulled the curtains. Yeah. We don't know how he actually died. They say massive heart attack... But he was still alive when the curtains were drawn. <laughs> he was beaten on the head well, by a book. Well, I mean, again, this is what yeah. they'll find out in, in the coroner's report and in the in, investigation. But, you know, you've got to think, you're the guy, the Oklahoma uh, execution official, and you're yeah. sitting there. He's not going to die from being injected. He's supposed to die. Yeah. What do we do? Huh? And, and the chances are of him recovering. Well, you get all the serums you can and just start injecting. Well, yeah, yeah. but you're, yeah, okay. Yeah, what, well, whatever, I mean, you know. This is a mess, and I hope Some that it salsa. does bring him back. That's what I would do. <laughs> bring him, yeah. Nice spicy salsa. salsa yeah. So, yeah. So this guy, Lockett, groaned, lifted his head while all this was going on yeah. and said. Man. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it said, yeah. The U.S. Supreme Court Sucks. ruled town councils can begin their meetings with Christian prayers. In a five-to-four decision, the court ruled in favor of the town of Greece, New York. That's Greece like in the country, not like in John Travolta, which opens public meetings with prayers, usually led by a Christian chaplain. The court's decision follows a 1983 ruling allowing prayers at the start of legislative sessions. In her dissent, Justice Elena Kagan 
urged requirements for inclusiveness in, of all faiths, saying the town's actions clashed with the First Amendment's promise that every citizen, irrespective of her religion, owns an equal share in her government. Oh, it's just kind of confusing, huh? I mean, I just say don't do it. Just, just don't. leave religion out completely. I don't want any. I don't want to hear any prayer. Say your prayers before you come to the meeting, goddammit. Yeah, You're not supposed to flaunt them around. No, I'm troubling. A new report warns human-driven climate change is having dramatic health, ecological, and financial impacts across the United States. You got that? Yeah, this it's was like a big national report. climate assessment. Th this was a big report. This was not, a, you know, some college kids doing a term paper. This is a big. Oh yeah, a big, big deal scientific. report. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like after ten years of us saying, "Oh my God, global warming," and everybody else saying, "Oh my God, global warming," we get a report. It's kind of like the way Frontline works, you know. After <laughs> after the big news comes down, ten years later, you get this really comprehensive report yeah. on what happened. In the meantime. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. We're all going to die. Yeah, it does feel like yeah, that, it, it details how the consequences of climate change are hitting on several fronts. Rising sea levels, duh. Droughts and fires in the southwest. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know about that. An extreme rainfall across the country. Yeah, Jesus. Larger, more powerful storms. But uh, Holdren. That is his President Obama's science advisor, John Holdren, said climate change is no longer a future threat, but happening in the present. Present. Yeah. And again, I say, duh. Jeez. Yeah. This. Yeah. Uh, federal regulators tighten the rules for trains carrying crude oil following a spate of accidents and spills. Citing an imminent public hazard, the U.S. Department of Transportation says railroads will be required to notify local emergency responders when crude shipments pass through their states. You know, and you would think that perhaps that would have already been in place. Yeah. This is a regulation that yeah. all it's doing is asking to, to let the state know when you're going to ship a buttload of oil through it. Yeah, no, you're right. This is the kind of thing you find out after the fact you mean they don't do that yeah I, I can't cross the nevada border with a joint right but right. but trains can cross all the way through nevada carrying pollutants that can completely destroy the environment yeah and, hey. uh, and nobody needs to, apparently needs to know yeah yeah no, you tell no, them Mahler. No. what are you gonna do to him what are you gonna do to him yeah pisses me off too this is the pissed off portion of the news. This is where he really does get fired up. Come on, yeah, Mother. Come on, Mother. Lighten it up a bit, huh? Yeah, All there right, we go. Right, there you go. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> what a sweetheart. A major D.C. law firm has dropped out of a lawsuit against the oil giant Chevron for pollution in Ecuador's Amazon rainforest. This is kind of a sad story. It is. Everything we know story. about this. Patton Boggs, who helped represent a group of indigenous plaintiffs who won a landmark $9 billion judgment in 2011 for widespread contamination resulting from toxic dumping by Texaco, which Chevron later bought. But Chevron sued the victims and their U.S. attorney, accusing them of bribing the judge in the case and presenting fraudulent evidence. Chevron won the lawsuit in March with a federal judge barring collection of their $9 billion judgment in the U.S. On Wednesday, Patton Boggs withdrew from the case after Chevron threatened legal action over the firm's role in the Amazonians case. So they're not being represented anywhere at the moment. Right. Patton Boggs has agreed to pay Chevron $15 million. And meanwhile, that whole area in Ecuador's Amazon rainforest is completely fracked up. 
Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's, the, it's a disgrace down there. It's, it's ugly. It, it's like the ground is mushy. Yeah. With, with oil. There with were crude. hundreds, if not thousands of pools of oil that were just sitting there after the, uh, after what at the time was uh, un yeah. Union Oil. Texaco. Texaco. Texaco That's moves Tex into your neighborhood, dumps yeah. oil everywhere. Right. Right. If, if that happened in Irvine, you don't think uh, oh, are you kidding? we'd have a lawsuit? Are you if there were a, a if there were a, if there were a ten gallon oil spill into the sewer system of or into the drain system in Irvine, there'd be their their heads would roll. But yeah. these are people; these are indigenous people. Uh, this is Chevron. Texaco was was really exploiting this territory for years and years. Finally, got to the point where it wasn't economically as feasible as it used to be. In the meantime, Chevron bought them. The the, the salient facts are here: there's oil. Destroying the the rainforest in 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 Ecuador, it was the responsibility of an American multinational corporation. Chevron bought it. Are they responsible for it? That's the case. There's no disputing what happened. And yeah. this, the rest of this is the big boys yeah, are who playing. Who you turn to? You yeah, can't turn to this, anyone else this, but Chevron. This uh, Boggs uh, patent patent uh, Boggs. Boggs law firm. They're trying to merge with another law firm, and now they're being threatened, basically, by Chevron to hold this up. Yeah. Uh, because Patent Boggs is in financial trouble. There's a lot of backstory here, and so it's not as it. Meanwhile, appears. the price of gas goes up. Yeah. In large part, or in part. At least to defend their lawsuits. Well, the lawsuits and the yeah. polluting of the, of, the, of the planet. Protesters set up camp outside the Federal Communications Commission in Washington to protest new rules that would effectively abandon net neutrality. Oh, the yeah. concept of a free and open Internet. The FCC announced last month plans to let Internet providers charge media companies extra fees to receive preferential treatment, faster speeds, and so forth. Under previous regulations struck down earlier this year, providers were forced to provide all content at equal speeds. Yep. That's right. That's the way it should be. That's right. Just steps from the FCC demonstrators have set up tents and banners reading Save the Internet. The protesters, federal regulators, the protesters, federal federal regulators, to, they, oh, the protesters asked federal regulators to reclassify broadband service as a public utility, yeah. which it should be. That's right. Strip it should be a public that's, utility. For that's God's the fix. Yeah. This doesn't take anything. There's no technical reason that this can happen. There's no reason other than the politics of it, which is providers want to be able to charge you a little more money to get to the stuff that you find uh, that you want. And keep in mind, it's your taxes that invented that's right. the Internet. That's right. Reclassified as a public utility, it will fall under rules and regulations that will not allow this to happen. You know, write your congressman. Send an email or whatever you need to do. Congressmen, senators, let them know. This is a big one. And here's something just kind of kind of merging into it. An Occupy Wall Street activist was found guilty of second-degree assault and could face seven years in prison for elbowing a police officer, Cecily McMillan. Oh, yes. And, and they're, they're talking about uh, uh, there were a lot of people, I think, on the jury that sent a note to the judge yeah. saying, hey, lay off. Don't, don't prosecute, right. uh, Cecily. Don't go for the, the full seven years in prison. She was arrested on March 2012 as protesters tried to reoccupy Zuccotti Park. Right. She says she struck out instinctively after her breast was grabbed from behind by an officer, then suffered a seizure as officers pinned her down. Right. She was covered in bruises, at least one in the shape of a handprint on her breast. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, and, and as you said, the jury... She was convicted yeah, of assaulting I mean, a police officer. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. I guess she did. So, yeah, she I, she reacted physically, uh, yeah. and that I, constitutes an assault. 
none of the jurors or, or most I don't know what the exact number was, but most of the jurors were saying, wait a minute, seven years. Yeah. They said a month would have been more than enough, more than justified, yeah. but not seven years. Uh, One goodness. month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what Molly has to say. He's concerned about this. Seven years. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, really pol- think about that. Seven years yeah. for uh, uh, a I, police officer grabs your balls. Oh my God! You you elbow them in the nose. Se- okay. This this essentially this ruling means that they can grab your balls, and or if any you other react, naughty bits. Or, yeah, and if you react to yeah. that, you can go into prison for seven years. Now, again, keep in mind. I mean, these are not. This is not exactly. I'm going to make a big sweeping statement. Nobody has gone to jail for the fraud and the financial malfeasance that they were protesting against. Nobody has gone to jail. This woman for all the pro- shenanigans yeah, on Wall Street. all the crap, all the all the obviously criminal activity that was going on. Well, Bernie, but yeah, well, yeah, Bernie. but but Bernie. he was yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, true. But there Bernie. are so many others. Bernie there are so many others uh, that were involved yeah, in that. Yeah. All right. Montana's Supreme Court overturned the one-month prison sentence of a former high school teacher convicted of raping a 14-year-old student who later committed suicide. One month? Yeah. One month? Yeah. That's all he gets. Seven years? Yeah. Okay. He, I know he rapes a 14-year-old student. Fair. She commits suicide. One month. You, you hit a pol- police officer in the face after he grabs your tit, so to speak. Sorry yeah. about that, but that's what's going on. Yeah. That's the yeah. crudity of it all. Yeah. And you're sentenced to seven years. Yeah. That's foul. Stacy Rambolds, Rambolds, 30-day prison. This is the guy. Yeah. 30-day prison term sparked an out national outcry. Judge Todd Bow claimed Rambolds, 14-year-old victim, was older than her chronological age. I've heard that one before. Oh, my God. And as much in control of the situation as her perpetrator. Oh, my God. Yeah. Montana's prosecutors have appealed Rambolds' sentence, saying he should have received a minimum of two years. Well... Uh, the Montana Supreme Court's decision vacates the sentence and assigns the case to a different judge. So that's good. Yeah. Yep. I don't think he's going to get one month from that next judge, do you? Yeah. No. No. Time served? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes Mahler sad. It makes me sad. Yeah. That's right, Mahler. An American ecologist published a photo of a Julia butterfly and a solitary bee drinking the tears of a spectacled caiman. I don't even know what that means. Let me read that again. An American ecologist published a photo of a Julia butterfly and a solitary bee Mm -hmm. drinking the tears of a spectacled caiman. Spectacled caiman is a type of crocodile. Oh. So we have a butterfly... And a bee drinking crocodile tears. There you go. That's, Isn't that That's sweet. a beautiful, beautiful image. Isn't that nice? Oh, yeah, Oh, Mahler. it's a very nice one. Yeah. Nice boy, Mahler. Four students at Edward Stone Middle School in Burlington, Illinois, were arrested for trying to bake marijuana cookies in a home economics class. Wisconsin <laughs> State Representative Brett Husley. He's a Hulsey. I'm sorry. Brett Hulsey. He's a Democrat revealed that he had used his daughter's sewing machine to make Ku Klux Klan-style hoods for distribution outside the state GOP convention. That's a little zinger. 
You know, he's not making them for himself. Oh, no. He's making them as a political comment. It's a Wisconsin Republican Party hat, said Halsey. People can interpret it any way they want. He was, now, he's a Democrat? Is that yeah. what you said? Okay, so he's he's doing one of he, those. He was using his daughter's sewing was, machine yeah. to make Ku Klux Klan. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. What, that, that's kind of one of them old yippee things, right? You know, you give out Ku Klux Klan hoods at a Republican and see who wears them. See yeah. who prize them on. Yeah, I like those yippies. I like that idea. Kind of. <laughs> well, unless someone's murdering them seriously. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know. Are you ready for an Anne finally here? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. am, actually, yeah. <laughs> Clear your throat. Get, <clears throat> get ready, folks. <clears throat> Anne finally. finally. The Icelandic phallogeological, phallological, sorry. Uh, Let's uh, try again. Phallological. Take two. <laughs> and finally, the Icelandic phallological. Museum, uh-huh. which houses oh. more than 300 penises and oh, yeah. penile parts from nearly 100 species, accepted an offer from New York resident Jonah Falcon to display his penis, yeah. which measures 13.5 inches long when erect upon his death. Oh, jeez. I mean, that, that's good they waited until he yeah, was dead. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. the important part yeah. of, the, of that story, and when he's dead. By the way, yeah. they're, they're, I think he's the subject of a documentary. I'm, I'm not kidding. Really? Yeah, it's called The Final Member. I'm, I'm, that's the name yeah. of the documentary. Huh. And I, I, they, were, they were talking about two people were vying for this, for this, for this position, uh, for this. For oh, the, do you mean for the place in the yeah, museum? Yeah, yeah. And and I, I gather yeah. we just gave away the ending of the documentary. Wow. Yeah. If you want to know, it's it's uh, Jonas. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. yeah the final member mm-hmm. it was called. Yeah. It would be an honor to have my manhood put on display, hopefully nestled between the sexual appendages of a sperm whale. Now wait a second here. <laughs> Let me see here. Yeah, okay. Uh, they accepted the offer, so I guess they're going away with it. Yeah, anyway, he yeah. said it would be an honor to have my manhood put on display, hopefully nestled between the sexual appendages of a sperm whale and a polar bear. <laughs> Falcon wrote in a letter to the museum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>